Hello, I'm Ryan. And I'm Shane. And this is the Command Point Podcast. How about we explain how we're going to be doing this this Necron deep dive here? Okay, so we're going to start by going over their uh, sub-factions mm-hmm. introduced in the Elites book. Uh, from there, we're going to move on and talk about their tactics, both in the core book and in the Elites expansion. And uh, from there, we're going to break down each individual unit that Necrons have, of which there are not that many. Yeah. There's like six units yeah, that they have yeah. available to them. Not counting commanders, because we don't talk about commanders. Yeah, we don't talk about commanders. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, from there, we're going to talk about specific play styles um, and, and how to utilize all these sub-factions with the units that we're discussing. And then we'll wrap it up with matchups and what they're good against and what they struggle against. And uh, yeah. All right, sounds good. Okay, so starting off with the Necrons Dynastic Codes, which are their their sub factions that they got yes. in the Elites book. Do you wanna want to just go over a few of those or? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think we should start um, before we even get into them. Uh, we we haven't gotten any units yet, but it's uh, it's stated at the top under Dynastic Agents that Triarch Praetorians, one of the two Elites models that Necrons got, they do not benefit from sub factions. <clears throat> which I think is important to look at going forward. And I think it plays a little bit of a part in why, and in, in, in at least how you evaluate Praetorians. Yeah, I would, I would say so too. I, I know we had played one game in the past where you used a single Praetorian. And I think that we must've mistakenly ran him with the dynastic code, or maybe you didn't. I don't remember, but uh... there, there was one. I remember you hating that mob. <laughs> Is is what I'm getting at here. There's, there's one. There's one very silly game where I just ran a uh, a whole squad of Praetorians at you with the with with one of these sub factions that we'll get into, and it was it was funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I we'll get to we'll get to Praetorians yeah. more later. But okay, starting from the top, um, you have Sautek. Sautek. How do you think that's pronounced? I, that's probably right. I don't Sautek. speak. I don't speak Egyptian. So, <laughs> Relentless advance. So this is one that got a little bit of uh, attention right when the Dynastic Codes came out, when Elites was released. Um, I'll just read it from the top here. Yeah. Models in your kill team can shoot ranged weapons as if they were assault weapons in the shooting phase of a battle round in which they advanced. Uh, so a rapid fire one weapon would be used as if it were an assault one weapon. Mm-hmm. So there's a few other factions. That yeah, have- there's... Something I know. Like this. I know. Um, Tau have one like that that I had tried running out, and then I know that um, Imperial Guard has uh, Talarn Raiders. I think is what they're called. Admac as well has something like that. Yeah, it uh, seems like this is one of the things that nearly every faction got. Yeah, uh, a lot of factions got this, and uh, I know Birinid talked about this one a little bit in his sub faction breakdown video, and he liked this one and. I can understand the appeal a little bit. Uh, Necrons are a pretty immobile uh, faction. Mm-hmm. They have five-inch movement pretty much across the board. Yeah, um, and it's hard to 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 move them long distances and and still pose a threat, which which this allows you to do to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're looking at one shot at, at minus one. I believe. I yeah, don't think they get. They don't. Yeah, they're not forgiven of that, and that you can't run a heavy necron anyway. Um, 
Yeah, so you're always going to be shooting a minus one whenever you advance, even if you use this. Yeah, and, and one way I like to look at it is, is value. Um, looking at this, taking a value-based approach and, and how much actual value are you going to get out of this subfaction? Mm-hmm. How many times a game are you actually going to utilize Sawtech if you take it? Mm-hmm. Round one, maybe? Yeah, um, just to get the board positioning, and then just, you're just kind of static for the rest of it. Yeah, and then you're taking your, your one shot at minus one because you advanced. Um, all in all, I, I'm not a big fan of Sawtech. I, I can't imagine too many circumstances where I'm willing to take it. Do you have any? Can you? No, I think that's a that's a that's a pretty good way to wrap up Sotek. I mean, I mean the you were talking about the advanced turn one, and yeah, there's only four rounds in any competitive game yes. of Kill Team, and if you are spending one of those to just advance and then shoot at is at a disadvantage, like nah. Well, you get like one shot that you normally wouldn't, but mm-hmm. I think, I just think that this is, it's not, it's not the best that you could take. It's definitely not the most competitive, uh, sub faction that you can take for Necrons. I, I agree with that. Um, so do you want to move on yeah. to, to the next one? Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, Mefret. Mefret. This is one that is, is pretty well liked among Necron players as far as I've gathered so far. Um, do you want to go ahead and read that one? Sure. Uh, if a model in your kill team targets an enemy model that is within range and not at long range when making a shooting attack, improve the AP characteristic of that weapon by one, i.e. armor penetration characteristic of zero becomes negative one, and then uh, just so on and so forth from there. This one is very good. I, I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen any other sub-factions that I can think of off the top of my head that from any other faction that that is giving that yeah and an increase to to armor piercing um i don't think space marines get it i don't think so um admech does I, not get anything like admech that. doesn't get it i don't think imperial guard uh, we'd have to look there might be something but yeah um the um, fact of the matter is yeah. that that is it's for a faction that's already that already has so many armor piercing yeah. weapons it's pre- it's pretty wild and not only that, but this kind of brings into the fray, dare I say it. Oh, God, Death don't say it. No, I knew you were going to say it. Or or uh, Tesla carbines oh. for immortals. Um, I, I don't, I, I haven't personally experimented with it too much. Uh, I think that there is an avenue for it, maybe, in certain matchups, in very narrow situations. Yeah, yeah. It's but a nice meme, you, you, the thought of you'd have three to, death marks deep striking it. Yes. You would have to you'd have to really experiment a little bit. There there <laughs> might actually be something there, but I think the most Im- important about this is first of all it only works for ranged weapons. So I know there yeah. was a little bit of misunderstanding initially from some people that it that it might have applied to melee, but it's only ranged, and I think this helps the most for warriors and for immortals mm-hmm. who it brings them to AP minus two and AP minus three weapons. And that's very good. Yeah. Especially when you think about like point cost wise, what yeah. that does. I think Necrons are already a faction that where you're, you're kind of getting a lot of bang for your buck mm-hmm. as, as far as yeah. what you're getting out of the units. Yeah. And there's, there's one specific unit that we're definitely going to talk yeah. about when it comes to value, but um, we'll, we'll, 
we'll table that for now. Um, yeah, Mefret, very good. Uh, a, a higher tier as far as the dynastic codes go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, better than Sawtech, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about shooting-based sub-factions. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's move on to the next one. Uh, Novak, which is a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, so you you go ahead. And I'm, I'm a big that. fan of Novak. I'll, I'll read it. Uh, you can re-roll failed hit rolls in the fight phase for attacks made by a model in your kill team if it was charged. Uh, if it charged, was charged, or made a pylon move granted by the heroic intervention commander tactic in that battle round. Um, so this is insane to me. Yeah, as someone that has been on the on the receiving end of this time and again, um, once you're stuck in close combat like that after after a Necron charges or gets charged, um, you you can have fun with that, I guess. Like you really gotta. If you're gonna charge a, a Necron, like a Flayed One or something um, that had, that's running Novak, uh, you need to like Alpha Strike it. And Necrons with their with the uh, the Resurrection protocols or whatever, like pre- just really, I really don't like this. It's very difficult to do. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to no- say about Novak. Novak is very good. So starting from the top, even even. And I've heard a lot of people uh, say this. Even warriors and immortals are decent in close combat as far as ranged yep. uh, models go. I mean, they're hitting on threes. They're strength four models. They have three up saves. Um, that's that's decent. Mm-hmm. Novak helps those units a little bit, but the You're real re-rolling everything, every single failed hit. But going into flayed ones, that's where it just gets bonkers to me because um, flayed ones already re-roll failed wound rolls. That's right. And so you pair that with Novak and three attacks, re-rolling failed hits, re-rolling failed wounds. Uh, you don't even need AP. You don't need multi-damage yeah. in that situation. Yeah. It, it isn't, you're forcing so many saves at that point that something's bound to go through. Yeah. Especially if you're spamming Floyd ones. Yeah. Um, Novak is very good. Yeah. I don't think there's any debate there. Nope. Um, so I'd say Novak and Mefrit are two of the better ones. Mm-hmm. I, I and that just say. depends on what you're going to go for. If you want to go close combat or if you want to do shooting. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, moving on to... Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know how to pronounce that. You want to go ahead and take that one? Reroll unmodified hit rolls of one in the shooting phase for models in your kill team if they have not moved in the battle round. I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate this. I, I think it's quite terrible, to be honest. There, I love I love how this rule is written too. <laughs> Let me just talk about this for a second. So, reroll unmodified hit rolls of one in the shooting phase for models in your kill team. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and then it says if they have not moved in the battle round. Yep. That nice bit at the end there that just makes this not... Like, it's already, like, not good enough compared to uh, Mefret and Novak. Debatably, even Sawtech, I think, is better. Yeah. Yeah. Before um, that. Cause, if at yeah, because at least it's like you're getting a free shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with this, you need to have a guy stand still, and then you get, like, a free attack reroll. In such a... In such a- position objective based game like kill team yeah it is hard 
competitive kill team. You know? Yeah, it is hard to find yourself in positions like that where your weapons are 24-inch range mm-hmm. max. Yeah. And you need to be moving around the battlefield most of the time. And you're already in this, you're only benefiting from ones here. And I mean, that's rerolling hit rolls of one is good, but that's just not, that's not enough. This is worthless. <laughs> you're never going to run this. Get it out of here. No one will run this. Garbage. Um, so, okay. So Nefric. Nefric is the last one here on the list. I, I, I like Nefric just because it, it's so, it's just so, you can teleport through things. It's just fun. It's just cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as competitive as Mefrit and Novak, but like, it's just cool because your guys yeah. are teleporting through shit. On Arena, this has some, this has some value, I think, because I think you, uh, you, I think you played a game against me when you were running Nefric for the translocator beams. Yeah, the ability to go. I think the big part about this, yeah, maybe, is maybe that we should maybe we should read what this actually ahead does it. instead of just me saying you can teleport through stuff. Go ahead. And read it. Uh, if a model in your kill team advances, you can re-roll the d6 to determine the increase to that model's move characteristic. And in addition, if a model in your kill team advances, it can move across models and terrain as if it were not there. Yeah. Uh, so you, you're talking about arena. I think the big thing to note is you cannot go through doors or walls yep. with this. Um, that's not why it's good. But the idea is to, to go through doorways that are kind of clogged by enemies. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. The issue is, and, and this is good value, but the, the issue again is you're not going to bring this on a command roster. Yeah. You're just never going to take this. Mm-hmm. It's so situational. And... And I love it too. I, I think it's really fluffy and it's very cool. Mm-hmm. But competitively speaking, the value is there, and I'm sure there would be another faction that would benefit from something like this yeah. much more than Necrons. Mm-hmm. But I just I can't see it. So yeah, I th- I think uh, Mefrit and Novak are two of the two of the top, the the cream of the crop of the dynastic codes for Necrons. I agree, and and I think it can't really be overstated. Mefret and Novak are are very unique as far as sub factions go. Yeah, um, I don't think there's that many factions that have two very clear cut better than the rest sub factions. Yeah, at least to this degree. Mm-hmm. And part of it has to do with Nefrek not being very good, Nihilak being kind of a joke, and. <laughs> Sawtech is, is maybe in there, but not not quite as far as, as, yeah, far as value it's goes. It's good. Could be better. Yes. All right. So in, in your opinion, when looking at other factions, how do you think Necrons stack up in terms of their uh, their faction tactics? Uh, that's a bit difficult to answer. I mean, certain factions have... Almost no good tactics, I would yep. say, with the with like a few exceptions. Like I think Space Marine Adeptus Astartes is a good example where they have one that's <laughs> they clearly have one, above the they rest. They have one very good tactic. Um, I think Necrons have a lot of... I like Necron tactics. I, I think they're good. I, I don't think that they're, there's anything insane in here, but yeah. I think there, there's a lot you can do with it. I don't know. 
So we'll start from core book here. Yeah. Uh, with prime reanimation protocols. I'll just read this one. Sure. Use this tactic when an injury roll is made for a model from your kill team. Roll an additional dice and apply the lowest result. So I find myself using this one a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that's important to note is, uh, first of all, it says an additional dice. So it's one mm-hmm. and apply the lowest result. Um, you're the one rolling this. So yeah. your opponent rolls an injury roll against you. Say they need a five to kill and they get a five. You spend the two command points at that point, and then you roll another dice. And then between those two, you take the lowest result. Mm-hmm. So they can't re-roll that. Yeah. Which is important. And it's uh, it takes the lowest result, which means that in the unlike, well, not unlikely, I guess, but unfortunate event that <laughs> you use this and then you roll a six, uh-huh. you do not reanimate. It takes the lowest result. Mm-hmm. I've seen some debate about this. Yeah. And I think it's pretty clear cut. You just take the lowest result. You do not reanimate. Mm-hmm. The six does not count. Okay. I think it's good though. It, it's just one yeah. other thing. Yeah. On top of many things that makes Necrons very, very hard to kill. And yeah. Get off the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have another tactic here called disruption fields. Use this tactic when you choose a model in your kill team to fight in the fight phase. Increase the strength characteristic of that model by one until the end of the phase. So I, I think that'd be that'd be a nice buff for a flayed one. Yeah, a flayed one is definitely going to be the one that you're using this on. Um, also, this is one command point. I don't know if I said, but yeah. primary animation is two command points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, disruption fields, it's, it's basically written for for flight ones in mind. Uh, you're, you're not going to waste a command point on a warrior or an immortal. Yeah. Just to have a strength five attack mm-hmm. with no AP or anything. Um, with flight ones, it's it against a lot of these toughness four models. You're guaranteeing that you're hitting on threes and wounding on threes. Mm-hmm. There's not too many instances where I see myself using this though. That's the, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not that good. You would be getting max value by using it on a, on a fully one. But other than that, I don't think it's it's not as good as primary animation protocols, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, but also I just, it's it's one command point less. I mean it's just one of those where it's like, yeah, that's it, nice to have. It I is. guess. A lot of the time too, you're you're running a lot of flayed ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's not gonna be too many situations where you need that one flayed one that you have to to, to really get that kill. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll happen, but, and I think it's good. Uh, it, it's a good tactic. It's one command point. It's not going to tank you too hard, but I think the, the most valuable thing to take out of Necron tactics is survivability and yeah. using command points on something that doesn't involve survivability is a little bit iffy. Yeah. But we can, we can move on. To targeting. I see what you're saying. We can move on to targeting routines. Okay. Uh, one command point. Mm-hmm. Use this tactic when you choose a model in your kill team to shoot in the shooting phase. Add one to hit rolls for that model against targets which are obscured. I think that's great when you're shooting. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, I mean, that's are. the only time you can use it. But uh, against obscured targets is what I is what I should say. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, essentially, it's going to take you from a forward with three to hit, mm-hmm. um, and maybe if you have a comm specialist there you're hitting on a two in that situation yeah and that's the lowest you can hit on so i mean yeah. you're you're there 
Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I think it's good. Uh, I, I do I do like that tactic. Um, I think I've used it more than I've used disruption fields. Oh yeah. Um, also, one command point. So I mean, it's it's a good cost. You're not spending too much on it. Not that much to say. Yeah, it's a solid tactic. Uh, flensing fury. Flensing fury. Yeah. So mm. this is a this is a flayed one only tactic. Okay. Yes. Do you want to go ahead and read this? Uh, yeah. Use the tactic when you choose a flayed one in your kill team to fight in the fight phase. Until the end of the phase, each time you make a wound of six up for that... Okay, this isn't that good. <laughs> each time you make a wound roll of six up for that model's flayer claws, add one to the damage characteristic of the weapon for that attack. Okay, maybe, maybe this is kind of decent. I don't know. What do you What do you think about it? Well, I've... It's another one with kind of like disruption fields where I've never used it, except I would see myself using disruption fields if I'm in. We kind of talked about that situation where you need that one flayed one to get the kill. Yeah. I think I would be quicker to use disruption fields than Flensing Fury. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it's reliant on rolling a six up. Yeah, it's reliant on rolling a six up. And the odds aren't terrible because you're assuming you're taking Novak. You're probably going to get three hits through. Yeah. There's decent odds you're going to get all three hits through. Yeah. And then that means you're rolling three wound rolls and the odds of getting six is going to be higher. But one thing that is worth noting about the phrasing is it's it only adds one to the damage characteristic of that attack that rolled a six. Right. So right. you're you're rolling a separate save, essentially. You're rolling that save on its own. You're not rolling three saves against that in that situation. Yep. If one of them is a six and the other two are just fours assuming yeah um i i don't i don't think it's that good personally yeah the the way i feel about um kind of faction tactics in general is like there's probably like one or two that i will consistently be using every game i play and i'll be like banking those command points just for using those um but then also like tag rerolls i think tag reroll is I mean, everybody can use it. It's always great. Why would I be, why would I be spending, spending money, essentially on tactics that are kind of good when I can have, when I can reroll an armor save? Yeah, I mean, I think the I mean, rerolling an armor save or an injury roll, it's so much better than something like Flensing Fury, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just general tactics. Yeah. In, yeah. in general, I think they're very good. All of them just about are very good. I mean, mm-hmm. Decisive strike, decisive move, that can change a game. Yeah. Not to mention specialty tactics, which, I mean, in this case of a combat specialist or a sniper or even a leader, uh, I think you're getting more value. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on. Do, do you want to talk about the meme or do what should I'll I? talk about You want to talk about the meme? Um, okay. Mind shackle scarabs. Two command points. It's a... Oh, God. Uh, use this tactic... At the start of the shooting phase, pick an enemy model within six inches of a model from your kill team and roll 2d6. If the result is higher than the enemy model's leadership characteristic, you can immediately make a shooting attack with one of the model's ranged weapons as if it were a model from your kill team. Uh, <laughs> this one is hilarious. It, I, it, <laughs> I will almost never use it. <laughs> but if I'm playing like a narrative game... yeah. <laughs> a non-competitive game, I will almost always use this. Yeah, it's so it's funny. It's so funny. 
Um, and also there is, we have the errata here. I believe there's something oh. in the designer's commentary or the errata um, about this. Um, and you can, while well, you look for it, yeah. it's, it basically, it specifies that I believe if a model is ineligible to shoot, so if they've already shot or something, or if they're shaken and can't shoot, you cannot use mind shackle scarabs on them. Okay. And I believe that also means that if you use mind shackle scarabs on them, they count as having shot for the phase. So you get that off on a flamer, you say you succeed, and then you have the flamer turn around and, and roast his teammates. That that flamer is has shot for the phase. It yeah. can't shoot at you for the phase. So it does have that benefit also. Yeah. It's so high risk. Yeah. And so and it high costs reward. two command points. Uh, yeah. It, but it's so can we talk about when what is the situation when you would use this? Okay, so I would use it if so what is there is there any so I think it's just okay, an enemy model within six inches of a model from your kill team. Okay, so if I had a flayed one and he was like six inches away from a a uh uh, Death Watch veteran gunner with the heavy Infernus bolter, um, like maybe I don't know why. See, in that situation, as I'm talking about this, <laughs> like I already am, like I'm not going to spend the command points here. I in that situation, I would never do that. What I'm thinking is, say you're you're within six inches of a chaos cultist with a flamer. Oh, okay. We're yeah. thinking we're looking for very low leadership, right? So that you can right. beat that and uh, a good weapon like like a flamer or something. Mm-hmm. That's the situation when I'm looking at this against any Marine, anything with a, with a leadership seven up. I don't think I would, I can justify it. Yeah. Cause it's a coin flip in that situation. True. True. But if you're looking at six up five up six up, maybe five up, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even then it's so situational. Yeah. I, I, again, I'll look at It's so funny. <laughs> and I did, I did, see one game played where someone did use mind shackle scarab on an admec guy with a plasma caliber and then he turned and blew his own leader off the table and i mean like yeah that play probably like won the game for the necron player but holy crap it's so it's yeah. just it's just, interesting just save those command points for I mean, something else. again in a narrative game i'll live and die by that tactic oh yeah it's so fun it's a meme <laughs> Anyway, there's one more core book tactic we need to talk about. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you want to go ahead? And oh, okay. Use this tactic in the shooting. Well, this is a overcharge disintegration. Uh, use this tactic in the shooting phase when you choose a model in your kill team to shoot with a Gauss flare or Gauss blaster. Improve the AP of uh, of that weapon by one until the end of the phase. So, so AP minus one becomes yeah. AP minus two. And this is AP minus three. Jeez. So this is two command points. Mm-hmm. And it only works for Goss Flares and Goss Blasters, which, as it turns out, is what you're going to be using 90% of the time with Necrons. Yep. Um, for two command points, I don't know. Yeah. I Especially mean, when Mefford exists. Yeah. What I was thinking was putting this, like, running Mefford. Yes. And then... Like again, it's two command points. I would not advocate the use of this uh, in a competitive environment, um, just because it's so expensive. But so far, we're saying no to two command point tactics, other than pre- primary animation protocol. Yeah, protocols because that's surviving when you should die is a is a very big thing, and I think that's yes, something it, that's that's yes, worth two command points. Yeah, um, 
uh, overcharge disintegration to me isn't worth it. Um, mine shackle scarabs is just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Competitively. Competitively, of course. Uh, disruption fields. Decent. Decent, I will say. Yeah. Uh, targeting routines. Uh, probably the best, uh, other than primary animation protocols for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Flunzing Fury, again, not not crazy about it. Can't see myself ever using it. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, yeah, I think Tireless Advance is, I think it's really good. Yeah, not to mention you can, after advancing even. Yeah, right. I mean, you don't really need. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need the. Uh, uh, Sawtech. Uh, yeah, you don't need Sawtech. I believe it's called. Yeah, Tireless Advance is good. That's one that I think you can you can utilize quite often. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Entropic Strike. Oh, here about. it is. I love Entropic Strike. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, this is another unique one that I don't think... I can't think of any other factions that have a tactic like this. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Entropic Strike, one command point. Use this tactic when you choose a model in your kill team to fight in the fight phase. Until the end of the phase, if that model's attacks... Reduce a target to zero wounds. Add one to the injury roll you make for the target. Um, yeah. So basically, kill on a three or less if they have a flesh wound. Yeah. Um, that's really good. That's if you if you really need to kill something, especially if you're using a two damage weapon like a war scythe or something. Yeah. You're almost guaranteeing to kill. Yeah. The odds are are pretty in your favor. Yeah, uh, and for one command point for a nearly guaranteed kill. Not nearly guaranteed. I mean, three up. But very, very high percentage of eliminating a model. And yeah, and two dice needing a three up with the War Scythe example. Yeah. Uh, if you really need to kill something, Anthropic Strike has the value. And it's yeah. only one command point. Very good. Uh, assured Disintegration. Use this tactic when you choose it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you were saying earlier about Games Workshop really wanting people to use death marks. Uh, use this tactic when you choose a death mark from your kill team to shoot in the shooting phase. Until the end of the phase, you may re-roll hit rolls made for that model. So, first off, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the death mark weapons are strength four. There. I don't think this is very good. So I, I actually the I like this tactic. If if you were running neck or death marks, you would kind of have to use this tactic in my opinion. So the thing about death marks is on a wound roll of six, mm-hmm. they get the mortal wound. Yeah. And I believe they only have two shots otherwise, and they are rapid fire. Oh yeah. Um so it it is if you're running death marks, like you can't stress enough how important it is to get those two hit rolls off to, yeah. to hit on both hit rolls uh-huh. um, because you, you need to anything you can do to increase the odds of getting that six up because mm-hmm. that's where the value is. Death marks are 15 point models. There's no reason for that other than that little yeah. caveat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're running death marks, if you want to make death marks work, a short disintegration is it's huge. If you're running death marks. Yes. But then if you are running death marks, uh, may God have mercy on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, let's 
let's move on to Deathless Ire. I'll read this one. Okay. Uh, two command points. Use this tactic when a model from your kill team suffers a flesh wound as the result of an injury roll. It is shaken instead. Uh, uh, when I first read this one a few months back, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, you become shaken. You you come to morale phase. You roll, and you're probably going to pass because you're a you're a necron. Yeah, that ten up leadership. But I've never used it. Yeah, I've never once been in a situation where I've thought, "Yeah, I can use this." So the, the situation has to be: you already shot with that model, mm-hmm. so they're not going to shoot. Um, it is of dire importance that they don't get a single flesh wound on them. Yeah, uh, flesh wounds aren't that big of a deal to Necrons, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the the penalty to hit rolls sucks, but not enough that I would spend two command points to, to make it go away. Yeah, just it's just not worth it economically, Yeah, in my opinion, to make a model shaken. Yeah, I mean, Instead essentially, of, uh... you're just saying this. there's not going to be a a flesh wound. You're getting rid of the flesh wound because really the shaken provided that that model has shot already and that they aren't going to do anything Mm -hmm. otherwise. Yeah. You're going to pass that nerve test. It doesn't even really matter that it's shaken. It's just, you're spending two command points to make a flesh wound go away. And I just don't know if I would spend two command points on it. Yeah. I don't. Well, I mean, if you're using uh, death marks and you know, you gotta hit. You gotta hit all those shots. Shots yeah, when you're running I, death marks I to guess, make them worth it. I guess yeah. But then where you can't use the the one. Then you can't use anything that's anything yeah, else that's actually good. Yeah, because it's two command points. Two command points. I, I don't. I don't like Deathless Ire that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's. I mean, there's a lot of flack here. Um, but. In my opinion, I th- I think Necrons were one of the one of the factions that came out getting the most out of tactics in the elites book. Oh, I definitely the agree. resurrection protocols. You can only use it once. It's two CP. It's still very, very good. Um, and entropic strike for one command point. Oh, it's great. Oh God. It's so good. It's fantastic. It's so good. So Necron's got four models in the core rule book. Um, do you just want to, do you have any uh, any particular favorite? Um, well, let's just start from the top. Uh, the the basic kind of grunt, the Necron Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a twelve point model. It has it hits on threes. It has strength for toughness four, one wound, one attack, ten leadership, which is characteristic which is, of all the Necron models. Yeah, um, and a four up save. It uh. It's again, it's 12 points. This model gets, it initially got a lot of flack and people weren't big fans of, of warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of get it, but I don't know. With with the Elites book now, with things like Mefret, yeah. um, I don't know. I think warriors are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much built into Necron units. Yeah, that you don't need to like pay for. You know, yeah. I mean, the six up, um, well, the the, the reanimation protocols. It, it's it's huge. Yeah, uh, ten leadership is amazing. Yeah, you, you basically you kind of just delete the nerve 
or the morale phase. Mm-hmm. Um, not having to worry about that is, is huge. Um, they have, they have good saves. They, they hit on threes in all situations, basically. Yeah. Um, base, uh, strength for toughness for is nice. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they don't have any customization, but they, they come with a Goss flare. Yeah. Let's take a look at the Goss flare for a second here. So Goss flare or yeah, Goss flare, 24 inch range, rapid fire one strength four. AP minus four D one damage. AP minus one. One. Yes. Four. Yes. Dear. <laughs> Jeez. Uh yeah. Um for twelve points, they're I mean they're essentially space marine stats with ten leadership. Ooh. And yeah. uh with an AP weapon. Yeah. Or and just a tactical they're yeah. baseline tactical marine. And with uh, with a better gun and better leadership and reanimation protocols, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're shooting with these guys always. You pretty much mm-hmm. you're putting them into positions where they're in cover and they're within one inch of that cover. So somebody shooting back at them is you need a five to take them out of action. Yep. Um, with things like um, the elite tactic, where you what's it called? Primary animation protocols, or is that the leadership? Yeah, I think it was primary animation protocols. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of a core book tag. The one where you roll the additional die and you take the lower result. Oh, okay. Uh, stuff like that, when you already need only a five to kill them, it's so hard to, to take a Necron off the board. Yeah. Uh, and the the how hard it already is just based to take a Necron out of action is definitely this faction's biggest strength. It's yeah. their whole thing. It's just they don't die. They don't shake. They don't die. Uh, yeah. I mean, they 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 last, and that's really nice to have. Twelve points is obviously it's not super cheap, but it is their cheapest model, and there's just so much built into Necrons, even the base models. That I think it's it's fine in a yeah. lot of circumstances. Usually, you're going to take a Necron warrior in a in a shooting list. Say you you're going to make a warrior your comp specialist mm-hmm. um, to to beef up your immortals, which we'll talk about in a in a moment, but. Yeah, I mean, they're good. Yeah, they're fine. I think I think they're worth it just coming from a point by list building perspective. Yeah, economically very worth it. Mm -hmm. So immortals, uh, moving into those now. These guys are basically just Necron warriors, but better. Yeah, they cost four points more. They're sixteen points. Um, Same stat line. Uh, except they have a three up save instead of a four up save. Yeah. Uh, they and they have a Goss Blaster instead of a Goss Flare. So the Goss Flare or Blaster, sorry, is again it's basically the same as a Goss Flare except strength five, AP strength minus two. Five, AP minus two. Uh, and again with Mefrit, you're making that an AP minus three weapon. Yeah, that's an oof. It's a big oof yeah. when you get hit by that. It's really good. You only need really one shot to go through, to, and then you're forcing probably a five-up save at the very least, unless you're against like a Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, they're they're really strong models uh, for four points more. Yeah, that's, I mean, sixteen points is a decent amount, but try and find a model in Kill Team that has as much as an Immortal for sixteen points. Yeah, right. There's just so there's again there's so much built into Necrons. Yeah. 
um, reanimation protocols. I mean, a three up save, 10 leadership, AP weapon. Um, I, but unlike the uh, warrior, the immortal has customization. They do have another weapon that they can take. Mm-hmm. And that's the Tesla carbine. Yeah. Now this kind of falls into death mark territory where some people like yeah. to think about taking it. Um, <laughs> they like nobody, to think about it and they think better of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I do think that, um, Tesla Carbine has a little bit more, uh, I don't know, potential than Death Marks, in my mm-hmm. opinion. It's Strength 5, which is great. Yeah. And it doesn't cost anything to take a Carbine instead of a Goss Blaster, yeah. which is also nice. Um, it's Assault 2 instead of Rapid Fire 1. Yeah. Um, That's nice. So you can advance and shoot with them. The issue is that there's no AP. Um, but with Mefret, again... In a, in a list where you're taking Tesla Carbines, you're always going to have Mefret, so you're going to yeah. have that additional AP minus one if you're not at long range. Um, but the kicker here with Tesla Carbines is each hit roll of six plus with this weapon causes three hits. And this is something that had to be put in the errata, I believe, because in the book it says each hit roll of six plus, but it, it is supposed to be each unmodified hit roll of six. Oh, uh, okay. If it was not unmodified, this would be a very different story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you could be getting three shots off on a hit roll of four otherwise, mm-hmm. potentially. But yeah, I mean, Tesla Carbines, if you're against, I mean, uh, something with high armor saves, bad armor saves, mm-hmm. I could see this being decent, especially if you need to get her on the board quickly. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the go-to. Yeah. But it, it has potential. Yeah. As a strength five weapon, AP minus one, and you get the potential three hits on a six. Yeah, that's uh, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Yeah. There are worse guns. Yeah, if you're against if you're against orcs, actually, Ooh. you could really make an argument that Tesla carbine is better than Goss Blaster. Yeah, maybe because I mean orcs are they have t-shirt saves. Yeah, they need a six anyway. So. In your strength five, every orc is just about going to be toughness four unless you're going against a mega knob. Mm-hmm. So, Tesla Carbine, maybe. So, flayed ones. Okay, flayed ones are great. Um, they're amazing. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. With Novak, they are just, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're 10 points. So, they're the cheapest. I think I might have said earlier that Warriors are the cheapest model. I don't know why I said that. Um, flayed ones are 10 points. They're the cheapest model. Uh, they, they have a lot of those same features. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously they, their ballistic skill is six up, which means nothing cause they can't shoot. Yep. They are melee only. Uh, but they hit on threes, uh, strength four, toughness four, which is nice. One yeah. wound, three attacks base. That's great. That's um, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, 10 leadership again. And then the four up save. So they come with Flare Claws. So let's talk about Flare Claws. Uh, it's a melee-only weapon. Strength is user, so it's going to be strength four, unless you're taking disruption fields or something. Uh, there's yeah. no AP, uh, and it's one damage. So up until that point, you're thinking, oh, well, what's so special about this weapon? Uh, the ability is you reroll failed wound rolls. So pair that with Novak. You're three attacks, rerolling failed hits, rerolling failed wounds. It yeah. doesn't even matter that there's no AP. Yeah. It really doesn't. You're forcing so many saves. Mm-hmm. It, it's something like, and you can take then, so many of them. Can you make them, uh, 
What specialisms do they have? Of course they have combat. Combat veteran sell it. Combat and sell it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That's uh they're they're incredible. For ten points and you get all that. On top of reanimation protocols yeah. and the fact that they're hard to kill anyway. They're very, very good. Yeah. Um, I'll must have in any commander roster. Must have. And you yeah, with, with how few models the Necrons have. Yeah. Uh, you need to take flayed ones mm-hmm. in a command roster. Yeah. Um, now let's move on to the uh, to the uh, do not take the, the going from the always take to the for God's sake never take these um, the redheaded stepchild <laughs> of, of the Necron family uh, the death marks so uh, they they are threes to hit oh, um, strength four toughness four one wound one attack. 10 leadership. Of course. 3 up save. Mm-hmm. The 3 up save is nice. I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, they come with a synaptic disintegrator. What is that, you might ask? Uh, it's 24 inches, rapid fire 1, strength 4, which is... I don't know why this weapon is strength 4. I just do not understand. But AP 0. And the ability is a model firing a synaptic disintegrator does not suffer the penalty to hit rolls for the target being at long range. That's nice. Each time you roll a wound, roll of six up for this weapon. The target suffers a mortal wound in addition to any other damage. So this is another one where um, it's unmodified six. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, contrary to what it says in the book. But uh, the issue here, this doesn't sound all that bad until you find out that a death mark is 15 points. It's one less than a than an immortal. Yeah. Why would you ever take that? And both of those weapons, they're both 24-inch range. Yes. Same range, less strength, no AP, one damage, with a with the chance of a mortal wound. Um, one thing that's nice, I will say, is you can make a Deathmark as a sniper, which uh-huh. you can't make any other unit a sniper for Necrons. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, again, you need those hits to go through, so I would hope you could do that. But it's just the value. It's horrible value. Yeah. It's just a drain. Uh, 15 points. It's too much. Yeah. And they introduced a bunch of tactics and elites to try and make it work. And I think there's, you could think about it, but I wouldn't take this to a tournament. Yeah. Not competitive at all. Let's get into the models that they put in the elites book for Necrons. Yeah. Uh, There's two of them. And... One of which I like more than the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I really don't. Just looking at the Lich Guard, if I had to pick and choose between either of these, it's fairly obvious. I mean, anybody. Lich Guard. Yeah. Lich Guard all the way. Lich Guards are, and I don't know, this might be a hot take, but I think at 20 points, the Lich Guard is one of the best value units in the entire game. I don't think that's a hot take at all. It's insane it, how much they have. They're so good. Um, so let's let's I'll go through the stats. Yeah. Uh, weapon skill three, ballistic skill three. They do still have five inch movement, which is unfortunate, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, strength five, toughness five. Oof. Oh yeah, that's a big <laughs> oof right there. Oof. Uh, two wounds, oof. which that's also insane for a Necron. They're and I'll talk yeah. about that in a moment. Two attack space, ten leadership, yeah. and they have a three up save. So, 
outside of strength five, toughness five, I don't think we need to talk too much about why that's crazy. But they're already so tough to kill. Two wounds. So two wounds. Consider this. People are going to go out of their way to take to not take multi-damage weapons against Nutgrounds. Yeah. And if you come out with a Lich Guard, it just becomes that much harder mm-hmm. to take it off the board outside of the fact that it's Toughness 5, outside of the fact that it has a 3-up save, and outside of the fact that it has reanimation protocols and all of these other tactics that help Necrons not die. Yeah. Um, that's a crazy stat line. Toughness 5 is rare enough. Oh, yeah. Um, in this game. But, I mean, let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk about the weapon that they can come with. And you, you can customize these guys a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come with a War Scythe at 20 points for free. Yeah. Um, and it's right over here. So uh, melee weapon only. So if you take a War Scythe on a Lich Guard, it, there are no ranged capabilities on this unit. Uh, but it doesn't even matter. It really does not. Uh, it's strength plus two on the War Scythe. So a base Lich Guard attacking with a War Scythe has seven strength. Uh, make a Zealot out of charge. Uh, round you have eight strength. Oh, so you're wounding a space marine on a two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then here's the real kicker: AP minus four. Uh, so it's unless you have an invuln, it's basically going to be a mortal wound against anything that isn't a terminator. Yeah. Um. I feel like I keep having to say, "Here's the kicker" when I when I look at lich cards because yeah. they're just crazy. Yeah. And then to top it all off, it's two damage. Um, <laughs> these guys delete units off the board oh yeah if you're locked in close combat with a lich guard it's gonna kill you you're in the wrong spot yeah i mean this is i've played against tyranids a lot with with um with lich guards uh-huh. on my list and i i can't imagine there's too many things in melee that are that are wiping lictors and tyranid warriors off the board the way that these guys do it's just nuts to me yeah um there's very few matchups where I wouldn't take a Lich Guard. Uh, maybe against something with that already has really high saves and is already a Toughness 3 model. It might be a little overkill to take it. Mm-hmm. But um, vast majority of matchups, a Lich Guard is crazy good. And it can deal with anything in close combat. Uh, the customization, you can switch out the War Scythe for a... Um, hyperface sword and a dispersion shield giving it a four up invuln. Uh, the issue with this is it's five additional points, making it a 25 point model. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's worth it personally. Oh um, no, I don't, th- I don't think so either. The hyperface sword is strength plus one instead of strength plus two. It's AP minus three instead of AP minus four. And it's one damage instead of two damage. Um, you're paying five extra points to get a four up invuln and a worse weapon. Yeah. The fact that you're paying more money for a worse weapon, like, yeah, you do get the four up invuln, but you're, th- this model is already so survivable, like yeah. out of the box. It really does not need a four up invuln unless you want to turn him into like a bunker, yeah. like an actual bunker. I can see if you're going against something like uh, Imperial Guard and you're playing against Plasma Spam. Yeah. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for five points, I, I would hope that the invuln would be a three-up. But, again, it's just it's a little expensive for what it gives. Yeah. I mean, 20, 25 points, you said, right? 25 points with a dispersion shield. Yeah. 
I, I don't think I don't think putting literally a quarter of my hundred point roster in in one model is a is very economical. Yeah. Uh, especially with with the way that that Necron costs point costs kind of end up being it's it just you can't really it doesn't fit very well mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah uh, would so you would you uh, moving on to Praetorians <laughs> yeah uh, they're I mean they they are good models like looking at the stats yeah the value is there it's just so let's go through it ten inch movement and they can fly so that's that's pretty wow in a faction that is known for being slow with everyone yeah. is five inch movement. I mean, on first glance, you look at a Praetorian, you're thinking, wow, this kind of belongs on just about any list. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's continue. Um, ballistic skill three, weapon skill three. It's got that strength five, toughness five that Lich Guards do. It's got the two attacks that Lich Guards do, 10 leadership, three up save. Mm-hmm. Um, that's nice. Uh one thing that they have also, uh, outside of just reanimation protocols, as far as abilities go, is a purpose unshakable. This model automatically passes nerve tests. Now, I cannot think of a more useless ability to have on a number of Necrons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a thing. And they come armed with a Rod of Covenant. And uh, you can customize, but let's go over the Covenant right over here yeah so the covenant uh this weapon can be used as a ranged weapon and a melee weapon when making shooting attacks or firing overwatch with this weapon use the range profile obviously and when making close combat attacks use the melee profile obviously so their ranged attack is a 12 inch range assault one strength five ap minus three uh one damage their melee attack is melee Melee, user strength, AP minus three, one damage. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, 12 inch range is, is pretty bad. It's, yeah, um, for one shot. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing is you can really, this guy's so fast and it is assault. So, I mean, you advance him and you can get up to 16 inches around. Yeah. Um, that's nice, but... For one shot, I don't know. And like most of the the shooting sub factions that we've been that we've been talking about, well, the one, uh, what well, what's the name of it with the AP Mefret? Mefret, Mefret, yeah. So Mefret, it already like it buffs you. It it's the best one to take for a shooting Necron list, okay. And it's already buffing your AP. because that, that, that's all it does well, is it buffs your AP. Try Praetorians don't even get. Some faction. That's right. Bonuses. That's so, right. It I don't even mean. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it, so it, even then, it doesn't even really help them very much. Yeah. I mean, you would imagine that it would help them in melee if you took Novak, but yeah, it doesn't matter. They don't get it. Yeah. Uh, you can switch out the rod for a hyperface, or not a hyperface sword, sorry, a void blade and a particle caster. Uh, the particle caster is a 12-inch pistol. Strength 6, no AP, 1 damage. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a strength six pistol. Yeah. And then there's the void blade that they get for the act. And this is only one extra point. By the way, a, a Trag Praetorian is 26 points. That's that's the issue with it. 26 points, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, you, you add the void blade, and that's one extra point. Uh, but the void blade is user strength, so strength five again. 
um, minus three AP, one damage, and you get one additional attack whenever you fight. So that's three attacks uh, with a, without a specialty. Um, I just don't. I don't know when I would spend twenty six, maybe twenty seven points on a model like this. Yeah. With with what Necrons already have, like I th- I think that it's not that it's bad value. Like this definitely this model is worth twenty six points, but in a Necron list, where do you take it? Yeah. They have this particular model has a lot of versatility. I feel like. But it's like that that versatility is kind of hampered just because of the way that the Necron army is set up. Um, I feel like a lot of the Necron units, they're definitely purpose built for like probably one thing and one thing only. And you can't really do a lot with them looking at flayed ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I I just don't see how they can like really fit well in a competitive in a like 100 point cost competitive list. I don't see how a 26 or 27 point model uh, is really viable. Yeah. I mean, when, maybe, compa- when compared to the alternate, the Lich Guard. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe we're understating just how valuable fly and 10 inch movement is. I don't know. It's, it's tough to, to gauge. I think you, I would need to see more competitive lists with Triarchs before I really make a hard statement on how viable they are. But at first glance, I just, I don't see myself ever taking them. So in, in, in a command roster, I think it would be fair to actually break it down into, into two sub factions. Oh, okay. And I don't think there's, there's certain situations where you can do that. And I think Necrons have that opportunity Mm -hmm. where you can, make two lists say yeah one being mefret and one being novak um i mean i I personally think that especially with with the introduction of novak to elites Mm -hmm. actually running a full melee necron team with all flayed ones or yeah six flayed ones two lich guards if you're looking at a 100 point uh list yeah it's very good um, and for me personally, something that I haven't seen six flayed ones, two lich guards, uh-huh. um, since elites has come out, I haven't really seen anybody run that list, but I think it's very good. I, I, I play it a lot. I have not lost with it yet. Um, I don't know. It's just the, the, the amount of hits that you're getting through. And obviously you need to, you need to play that against a matchup where you don't think you're going to get super punished like maybe i wouldn't run that against tau or something but but also maybe i would it's tough yeah i mean once when you're when you're playing against tau um if you are like a close combat list i mean i i think i would argue yeah i think that's an optimal an optimal matchup yeah for for that kind of melee list is getting stuck in with tau who obviously everyone knows are notorious for not being good at all in close combat. Yeah, it's just a matter of getting to that point. Tower always going to be sitting back, and you have fourth or greater good, making it even harder to, to charge in and survive. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, things like that. If you run this kind of list, six flight ones, two uh, Lich Guards, against, like, a Harlequin 
or something. Oh god! Oh god! The yeah, Harley, it's very hard for the Quins to win that matchup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the that was the matchup that you had at the uh, at the tournament that we went to, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah. For the uh, uninitiated, there was a local tournament, and I played. To be fair, it was a relatively unexperienced Harlequin player. I ran six played ones, two Lich guards against him, um, and. I uh, I tabled him round two. Feels <laughs> I don't know if I've ever tabled anybody round two before that. Um, it was a very quick game. It lasted about fifteen minutes, maybe. Oh God, tops. Oh God. Um, no, but, no mercy in this dojo. <laughs> it it really is. It's a very, very good list. Um, again, just volume of hits and yeah, and that goes up. What's even talking about? I want I want to like run the numbers right now. And like, see like how many hits you're getting through, like at max with that list. Oh, so let's say you get everybody stuck into close combat in a, in yeah. a, in a round. That's ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, the you have two lich guards. Uh, one is going to be a combat specialist. One's going to be a zealot specialist. Um, so they're getting three attacks each. Rerolling failed hits. Yeah. Not rerolling failed wounds, but there's a decent chance you're wounding on threes or twos anyway. Yeah. So let's say you get all three hits for both of them. That's six. And then you have the six flayed ones that are re-rolling failed hits, re-rolling failed wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they each get three attacks. So that's 18 right 18. there, and then plus... Plus six more. Plus six so, more. Wow. If you're looking at 24 hits in a single round, and you're re-rolling them all. Yeah. My God. Well, not... Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah all of them. And for the flayed ones, you're re-rolling the wounds, too. Yeah. It's just, you force that many saves, and it just doesn't even matter if you have an invuln save yeah or if you, if things you... like storm shields yeah um like shield drones i think for tau well i mean that's completely different because they got savior protocols but yeah um it's 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 very wild it's good if you can actually get into that position and you can get those charges through mm-hmm. it's hard to beat that list yeah it is a matchup that Necrons would be struggling with or could potentially struggle with um, is if they were against Death Watch. Yeah, I think that there's an avenue where that could be a tough matchup if the Death Watch player is coming in and, and really knows what he's doing against a Necron list. Um, they have a lot of weapons that are one damage with high AP. Yeah, uh, they have or, a lot of yeah, yeah. They have a lot of opportunity to take storm shields, which is good against especially a shooting list um, because Necrons. I mean, their bread and butter really is is AP. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know. I can see like I think a frag cannon is one of the single best weapons to take against yeah. Necron because you're getting so many wounds through with AP, and it's only going to do one damage. Yeah. So you can probably take out a Lich Guard just through the amount of wounds going through. That's um, right. Yeah, it's it's Death Watch. I think it's not a perfect matchup, but just because it's an elite squad and obviously elite teams are going to have their own problems dealing with a lot of uh, Necron capabilities. Um, but I don't know. I think that's one that isn't exactly terrible. Yeah. I think that that could give Necrons trouble, provided that the Death Watch player is, I guess, prepared for the matchup mm-hmm. and, and knows what they're and, doing. Yeah. I think um, I think Deathwatch don't have like I think they're one of the best factions 
that are capable of like actually killing a Necron model. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think they're very competitive. Just like, like looking at it from like a, from like a like a, like a tournament or something. Like would, <laughs> I'm not sure if I would run Death Watch in a tournament uh, just because there's so low model count. It's tough. It, it it is tough for an elite squad to to succeed in this game at yeah. times. Um, I think that Death Watch is good though. I I, I think personally, I like <laughs> Death Watch. Um, at I least pre elite. I don't know about post elites, but pre elites there was. Oh, I don't remember the player's name, but he has an interview with I think Glass Half Dead, who was succeeding in in majors with with Death Watch. Um, I mean, the, the f- potential is there. Yeah. And they're very flexible. Yeah. They have all, they have all, they have so many weapons and the vast majority of them, if not all of them, I think have AP, which is great against Necrons. If you're going up against Necrons, good luck. If you don't have any AP, um, yeah. Uh, their their ability to take storm shields, so they have that that three up invuln is it's good, but against like say like the Novak Flayed one, yeah, list. The, the counter to invulns is always going to be volume of attacks. Yeah, um, you just need to force so many saves that they fail eventually. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I think that's a really good answer to now. To now storm that shield. that being said, while like that can be negated because the death watch models are already so high point cost. Like if I can't, if I'm struggling to fit anything else in, I would advocate taking the storm shield. Yeah. Just simply because it's like, can I, I can't fit another model in. I already have a melee guy. I might as well give him the shield mm-hmm. just to like, try to fill up the list. Yeah. Um, the best melee weapon I think that they have against Necrons would be the, power sword AP just minus be, 3 it's AP minus 3 one damage strength is user though right strength is user that's the one issue so you're going to be wounding yeah. your 4s you can take a zealot then your 3s yeah yeah and then the combat he'll just take another attack mm-hmm. um it's better than the power maul in my opinion which uh increases the strength by 2 but it's uh only AP minus 1 yeah so Against a flayed one, you're forcing then a five up save. Yeah. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, um, and then like their custom, the uh, the custom bolt ammunition that they have, where they're always they have the option to like always wound on twos, stuff like that, or they have two that will that will buff their AP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible matchup against Necrons, but there's an answer to it. And I think that's a common trend when when trying to look at matchups for Necrons is is there is an answer to it in in, a, in an optimal command list mm-hmm. or a command roster. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you said that um, the Imperial Guard Plasma spam list would be pretty tough against Necrons. Well, not pretty tough, but it would be one of the more difficult matchups, I'd say. Yeah. So against against that list. I'm I'm apt to say that you would obviously want to be running the the flayed one lich guard list as yeah. opposed to the shooting list. I think there's merit and and like any open board game you're going to 
have to look at the map and look at the terrain yeah, and how right. everything is laid out. But it's in the best interest of an Imperial Guard player to stay far away from, <laughs> from that kind of list, yeah. from an all-flayed one uh-huh. list. Uh, but the reality is you're playing objectives a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to move in at some point. And that turn one, and this is one thing with a lot of matchups that I've noticed, is that turn one initiative, losing it is so good. It's better to lose it. And as almost, Necrons? Not just as Necrons, but I think in, as most factions. Yeah. I think how often do you win turn one initiative and you're thinking, yes, now I can make my Hard, move. Hardly ever, unless... Like I could see like claiming a middle objective or something, but then the other person will just react to that by sitting all their guys on the opposite side of the board and just like try to blow them off the objective. Yeah. You know, maybe if you're playing something like Tyranids and you just want to advance a ton of guys forward. Yeah. And move I could like see 12, 14 inches. By. I could see Tyranid players wanting that turn one object, that turn one initiative, just because they're one of the factions that can really capitalize on it with how fast their movement is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to win initiative, or to lose initiative, rather. It's important to lose initiative, yeah. Um, turn one, especially as an all-melee faction, uh, you, you want to put yourself in a position where right. hopefully you can either charge or at least hide all your hide. guys behind cover. Yeah, in worst-case scenario, you, you, you're you visible to a plasma gun mm-hmm. round one, but you're obscured, Yeah, and they need a five to kill you. Yeah. Because not, Necrons. Yeah, not not bad odds, really. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the fact is you just sit a bunch of melee flayed ones on objectives. And I think that's actually another situation where just running flayed ones and not running any Lich Guards would be decent. Yeah. Because the AP minus four is useless against a Guardsman. Yeah, right. Um, strength eight is just overkill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like mathematically overkill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if they're running Bulgrins or Ogrins, you would you would take the, the Lich card. Um, and I've encountered that before, but yeah. Uh, t- toughness three struggles against Necrons a lot. So Necrons are, they're an extremely well-rounded faction, I would say. Um, they can specialize in a lot of things, which is, I feel, I feel like that's kind of rare in this game where you have a faction that is that can both be well-rounded and tailored to any specific situation, but not only can do that, but in some of those situations where they can actually excel, and they are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that this faction lacks in anything? Uh, I would say the, the area that they lack in the most is bodies um the most uh models that you can put in a 100 point list is 10 and that's assuming you're taking all flayed ones nothing else um when you have things like tau or tyranids or orcs that are running like minimum 14 models uh it can get a little bit hard to compete um especially in an objective game yeah and I think the answer to that, the best answer that Necrons have is their models are strong. Um, I mean, you have to 
a lot of the time, I think you have to answer a horde with either 10 flayed ones or six flayed ones, two lich guards, and just try your best to, you know, uh, get, get into combat and, and win there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the best bet that they have. Um, like a flayed one is just so valuable at 10 points with how much they have built in already. Mm-hmm. Uh, that comparing them to like, like a grunt of another faction, like an orc boy or a recon drone or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you can, it's not unrealistic to actually compete with those horde armies. And that's one thing that I think Necrons have over a lot of the other quote unquote elite armies. Yeah. Is they really have the tools to, to handle hordes mm-hmm. in ways that other factions don't. So final thoughts on Necrons. I think that all the versatility that this faction has and their resiliency and ability to excel in both shooting and close combat um, really makes them like a very good faction if it's being run by someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the fact of the matter is consistently over the last year you've seen at major events uh, Necrons placing at worst top eight, uh, multiple times top four. And you get results like that by winning a lot of games at those tournaments. And you're not going to win a lot of games without, you know, I mean, I don't want to say that it's not based on the player, but you need a good faction. Mm-hmm. You put a good faction in the hands of a good player and they're going to succeed with it. And I think Necrons have the tools to be a consistently top tier faction. 